Good morning. Good morning. I'm Chris Netto, prayer practitioner in training. And I welcome each and every one of you in this room and know that I am blessed. And to those in the Zoom room, equally blessed and wonderful to have you. I am thankful for this beautiful, warm, sunny day and grateful that you chose to be here with us. Pray with me now in this sacred moment of Teze. Together, in communion with each other, to deepen our connection to our presence, the one presence, the power, the substance, the intelligence, and process all around us and deep within us. As we rest our minds and hearts, we are open to the love, joy, and abundance all around us and within our hearts as they bubble to the surface of our awareness, remembering who and whose we are, an expression of divine light, divine love, and divine peace. Breathe that in and feel the light and the joy that we are. Know we are divinely and purposely made worthy of all goodness. In this stillness, we are deepening our connection with the one peaceful presence, the power, the intelligence, and the process behind all life, both seen and unseen, and within us. For we are created in this image and likeness. From this place of stillness, we are inspired from Reverend Diana's message of being and doing, for they are inseparable. They are our wholeness and are in balance, inspiration and action. I know each one of us is receiving the right and perfect inspiration we need to co-create with this presence in our soul, more joy, more love, more peace and purpose in our lives. To enable us to be blessings to ourselves and to others in our sphere of influence. I give thanks and gratitude for this beautiful day, for each one of you here and in the Zoom room, and for all the good that is unfolding in our human experience with each other, moment by moment. I call it done, and so it is. Amen. Aho. Good morning. So nice to see you all here today, when you could be at the lake, but you're not. So I welcome you. If you're new here with us online or in the room today, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We're an independent interfaith community, and we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. So I welcome you home to our community if you choose it for yourself. And I welcome you home to the wisdom and guidance of your own mystic heart. So this morning we're going to dive deep into the flow of the Teze meditation time as we join our voices in song. Welcome home to 
majestic heart lay aside whatever came before let your own intuition start to guide you to heaven's door welcome home to your mystic heart lay aside whatever came before let your own intuition start to guide you We are one in this and every moment, connected by the breath moving into and out of our bodies. 
by the earth and the water that gives us nourishment, by the presence of the divine that lives and moves and has its being by means of its creation, all nations on the earth, all life upon the planet, without exception, nothing can ever separate us. We are one, literally one life. So we take a moment to experience our oneness with all of life, to honor the connection with our global family, envisioning a web of consciousness that surrounds and infuses the planet, each one of us a radiant spark of light in that web. Every human, every creature, every plant, shining the one light from the one source, the rocks and the minerals, the water and the wind, the stars, the planets, and all that there is beyond, enlivened by the light of spirit. As we acknowledge our oneness with all that is, we are empowered. There is strength in connection. There is freedom in knowing we are not alone. In belonging to something bigger than ourselves. As we recognize our interdependence, we come to see that our collective practice here, it leaves an imprint, an important imprint, a positive imprint on human evolution and on the world. And this imprint lasts for all time. In this sacred moment, we set an intention that this imprint be one of love, compassion, kindness, and peace. The flow of Teze this morning invites us to question our priorities around being and doing. In our daily lives, do we make our state of being a priority? Or do we get caught up in all the things we want and need to do? Of course, it may be easy for our hearts and minds to jump in with the response we know is true. Of course, our state of being is most important. The question is, are we living our lives as though this is so? Are we taking the time each day to connect with the peace and the contentment that live within us? Are we actively practicing detachment to outcomes, loosening 
our need for control or for the strong desire for things to go our way? Are we caring for our physical bodies with nutritious food and sufficient activity? Are we listening for when our bodies need rest, relaxation, or revitalization? Only when we have embodied these practices can we say that we are putting our state of being into its rightful place. It can be challenging to retrain ourselves to putting being before doing. We live in a doing culture, one where activity and accomplishment are valued more than reflection and understanding, where we are forever thinking about the past, the present, the future, rather than directly and intimately experiencing each moment. In doing mode, thoughts are seen as a valid and accurate reflection of reality and are closely linked to action. Feelings are deemed good or bad. Things we aim to keep or get rid of. Making them into one more thing we have to do. By contrast, in being mode, we relate to thoughts and feelings in much the same way we relate to other sensory experiences, passing events that arise into awareness and then pass away. Feelings do not trigger old habits of action in the mind and body there's a greater ability to tolerate uncomfortable emotional states when we are in being mode. Centered in being, we can be responsive. There's a sense of freedom and freshness, a richness and complexity that accompanies our experience as we allow life to unfold in new ways. centered in doing, we find ourselves focused on one thing. What does this have to say about my progress in reaching my goals? Am I succeeding or failing? In case we have defined being for ourselves as a special state in which all activity has ceased, Let's clarify. Both doing and being are states of mind that can accompany activity or lack of activity. We can sit down to meditate in the morning as one more thing to check off the to-do list. Or we can use our meditation with the goal of attaining awareness or enlightenment. Our time of apparent stillness then becomes a quiet way of doing.
In such a case, any noise or distraction might evoke irritation or some other emotional response. On the other hand, one might weed the garden or wash the dishes, fully present with the task at hand less concerned about the completion than the experience, fully engaged in being. Any interruption would simply become an invitation to choose a response. Continue the task at hand or shift to another activity. In doing, we are limited to a particular path, a set goal, a particular way to get there, and an endless flow of mind chatter and emotions. It is in being that the mind and heart are free, uncluttered by judgment, doubt, concern, expectation or frustration, and therefore open for guidance. It is fully present, following each moment of now as it unfolds. Along our spiritual path, we hear a lot of advice from wise teachers. Be here now. Do what you love. Be mindful. Do your spiritual practices. Be still and know that I am God. Do your best. Be the change you wish to see. It seems that the spiritual life it's full of both being and doing. Ernest Holmes reminds us that the human mind should swing from inspiration to action, from contemplation to accomplishment, from prayer to performance. This would be a well-balanced existence. The spirit fires the soul with energy and understanding. The soul, which is a subjective mentality, vitalizes the body and animates all that we do. No greater mistake could be made than to think we should, that we must separate life from what it does. We must unify and not divide. The spirit must go forth into creation through law and action. Life must enter into living and God must flow through us if there is to be a real representation of the divine through the human form. The spiritual realm 
and the sphere of human action are not separate. Spirit is fully present in both the visible and invisible worlds. Being and doing permeate and inform one another. They are two aspects of one expression. We are most effective when the yang of our doing flows out from the yin of our being. As we share these few moments of silent contemplation with spirit and with our beloved community, we are invited to simply be, to be fully present, to be attentive to the still small voice of spirit, to be open and receptive to a greater understanding of who we have come to earth to be. What are the divine characteristics that can be expressed by no other human being but me. As we surrender into deep, radical authenticity, we are shown who we are as the divine reveals the original face of our soul.
allowing our awareness to expand outward now, we realize that we are truly being together. Each of us, a part of a greater being called beloved community. Our collective beingness blesses and strengthens our individual beingness. Together, we are more. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. As together we endeavor to act from our spiritual identity to make sure that our doing arises from deep within our being, we liberate not only ourselves, but others as well. And we bring greater freedom for all into our world. As Reverend Diana continues her inspirational message this morning, we are profoundly grateful that we are empowered to let our doing flow forth directly from our deepest sense of being. It might be tempting to use the importance of being as a reason for not taking action in the world. We might think, I'm contributing to making the world a more peaceful place through my prayer and meditation. I'll just spend more time on my cushion. Saying that it is important to attend to our state of being first in no way excuses us from taking action in the world. The infinite intelligence of the universe, by whatever name we call it, has no physical means of creating outside of its creation. And as human beings, we are given the capacities of self-reflection and choice-making. We're granted a level of freedom, a greater level of freedom than some other creatures. And it is our responsibility to use our God-given agency consciously for the good of the whole. We are the hands and feet, the hearts and voices of the divine, the ones who can choose generosity over greed, compassion over heartlessness, peace over violence, love over indifference. The reason we attend to our states of being is to ensure that our actions in the world arise from a peaceful, joy-filled, and loving place. To make sure that to the best of our ability, we extend kindness and grace to all who cross our paths. The reason we make presence a spiritual practice is so that our hearts and minds are clear, clear to receive guidance 
as to what is ours to do in the world and what is not. And to bring forth the courage and the willingness to do it or the self-restraint not to. As awakened beings, awakening beings, it is ours to speak up gently but firmly with our words and our actions. As beings created in the image and likeness of our Creator, it is natural for us to give of ourselves, freely sharing our gifts and blessings with the world. Holding these words as truth, we close in prayer. Holy One, creator of all that is, I know that there is nothing else. One source of all of life, freely giving, forever expressing, limited only by our human perception. May each of us work consistently to clean our lenses of perception so that we come to know what is important and what is true. May we start each day in meditation and prayer that we might come to know the truth about ourselves and about our world, that all is unfolding according to divine order and timing, that all things are used for good, May we come to understand the truth about you, that your power, your presence, and your love are infinite, without limits of any kind, and that we have been gifted with these divine qualities, that we might discover them within ourselves and use them for the good of all. May our thoughts, words, and actions be guided. May we each grow in wisdom, finding and accomplishing those things that are uniquely ours to do. And by our efforts, may the world be just a little more peaceful and loving. Thank you, giver of life for our growing awareness, for our deep connection with you and with one another. Thank you for the many blessings of this and every day. Thank you, Great Spirit, for this spiritual community and the way it shines your light in the world. Knowing that as I speak my word, it is acted upon by your loving and lawful presence. And so I can let it go in full faith that it is moving into form and experience here and now. And so I do. And so it is.
Good morning. <laughs> Coming back into the awareness of our bodies and our senses and the atmosphere in the room. We open our eyes, we allow our gaze to take in whatever's before us and to acknowledge each being here celebrating with us this morning. Good morning, family. These are some of your spiritual family members, some of the people, should you choose to involve yourself engaging in our community, the people that are here for you, that support you, and that will help you when you need it. We are a very giving group, I have to say. So as we close our Teze meditation, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good with our community in support of the work that we're doing in the world, should you choose to, to offer a gift. And if you're joining us online, you can go to mysticheart.org, and you'll find a donate button, and you'll find our mailing address. So as we move through this um, celebratory process this morning, I offer you a video from Daniel Namod. It's called Last Song. If this is my last song If this is my final day If tomorrow I'll be gone What do I want to say If this is my last song If it's my time to go When my body's moved on what will I have to show? No, not fortune or fame They scatter to the wind The things that make a name Just don't matter in the end But is the world a little more peaceful? Oceans and sky, a little more blue Is humankind a little bit wiser About the good that we can do? Does the sun shine a little bit brighter Where before there was only rain? If so are my last words for all of the earth to hear if all that I have ever been is about to disappear if these are my last words there's nothing that I need to say I have only tried to serve it's never been about talking anyway So much hurt there is to heal It's hard to understand All I can hope to feel Is 
So I thank you for these gifts, all of the gifts offered in this community, the, the gifts of love and caring and time and dedication and all of your skills and talents that are so freely offered, the abundance of food that's carried in here for our lunches every Sundays, and it just goes on and on. We're such a giving community, and I say thank you for these gifts and for this financial support that allows our work to continue. So it is. Amen. So I left myself purposely a couple of minutes because I um, was asked just a couple days ago about the different words that we've been using to close our prayers. So people were confused. When Mystic Heart was conceived, I thought of it as a New Thought Church because I was raised up in the New Thought tradition. And um, this was my background, and it was my credentialing at the time. I still hold that credential. But as time moved on, I realized that I, our style of teaching was actually more of an interfaith approach. And then I actually took a look down at my stole, which I got early on, and went, duh, hello. Okay. So I did the required educational work and got my credential as an interfaith minister. And it was last year that we formally made the transition to being an interfaith community. Um, as an interfaith church, we're honoring the many traditions in the ways that they affirm, and so it is, or amen. So, and so it is, is specifically New Thought. It's used in the New Thought traditions, which include Centers for Spiritual Living and Unity, 
There may be some others. Those are the two I'm familiar with. Amen, in one form or another, whether it's amen, amen, amin, includes the Abrahamic faith traditions, Catholicism, Protestantism, Judaism, Islam. And um, I looked up uni Unitarian Universalist because I thought maybe they fell into the end, so it is category, but they don't. They also use, um, actually, and so it is, Blessed Be. So they follow their final with Blessed Be. Satu is specifically Buddhist and literally means well done or excellent as a way of affirming that something is done. States completion or acceptance. Ashe is from the African-American tradition and means power, authority, command, that which I have spoken is made manifest, and so it is. And aho, from the Native American traditions. And aho means thank you. It is done. Thank you, it is done. So in order to honor the many traditions, we've begun using these declarations interchangeably. And now that we've established them, which people were saying, this feels really silly. You're doing five different endings on every prayer. <laughs> First of all, to me, that's not silly because that's just affirming and affirming and affirming in all of the many ways that the people in this space use. So there may be times that I use a string of five affirmations, declarations. You are welcome at any time to use whichever ones are comfortable for you. No one is trying to impress upon you any particular thing. So um, I hope that this helps to explain what that was all about. And I know that it, it got some of those words more familiar for folks. So that was my purpose. And let's see. What else do I have here? It, it's also a way to let everyone who walks through the door know that all are welcome here. We, you know, we're really a welcoming, loving community. So it's just another way to reach out. And isn't it good that we are all so willing to grow and stretch and learn new things? It's important. So as we move into closing up with our soul's blessing today, I want to point out to you that there is great abundance on our altar, and there will be likely every week throughout the summer. Um, some of these vegetables are from the farmer's market farmers. Um, Redgate Ranch has some pieces in there. Gary Solberg has some tomatoes in that basket. So I have some peppers and some squash in there. And these uh, basil plants are from Lori Buckman. And so you are welcome to take with you anything that you will use, um, keeping in mind that we want to share with everyone. So just, you know, hold that in mind. I also have my um, handy-dandy bags with twisty ties right here so that you can put a few things in a bag. And um, this is how I shop, so I just took them out of my basket. There we go. So help yourself. Um, please, if you wish, stay for our second 
half of the gathering are conscious conversation, which is much more lively and interactive. There's coffee and tea next door for in between. You're welcome to bring it in here. And if you stay all the way till 11.30 or 45, we have an amazing lunch every week. And uh, this week it's all organic vegetables stuff. Hang out if you want. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. Bless you. Have a beautiful Sunday, and I hope to see you back in a few minutes. Good morning, good morning, good morning again. Welcome back if you were here before, and welcome if you were not. We're going to go ahead and begin with some prayer. Good morning. Welcome back, or um, if you're new, welcome on Facebook or in this room. We're happy to have you here. I am um, joyful. I am joyful to be here in this space with all of you. And it's good to see you all. And so this is the livelier part of our conversation. And it is a conversation. And we're going to build on the theme of doing and being. And we all have wisdom to share. And so in this process, we are remembering whose and who we are, that we are an expression of that divine light, that divine love, and that divine peace, and that we have wisdom to share, and this is how we grow together. And I know each one of us will contribute, each one of us will receive, and we will have a more meaningful and purpose purposeful life, in more joy, in more peace, and more harmony. I offer my gratitude and thanksgiving for this knowing, and to each and every one of you being here to participate in this. Thank you, God, for everything and for each one of you. And so it is. Amen. Ashe. So, good morning, good morning. We are Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. If you're here with us online and new to us, um, I'm Reverend Diana Johnson and pastor and spiritual director at Mystic Heart. We are an independent interfaith community. So we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. So we welcome you home, should you choose this as, as your home or one of your homes. Um, and we welcome you to the wisdom and guidance of your own mystic heart, because that's really where you're going to find your own answers. So we're going to begin with our music this morning. I invite you to stand if you want to. Wave your hands, jump up and down, dance, whatever feels right to you. Mm -hmm. 
or sit still and sing and be quiet, whatever. Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part, make this affirmation. Spirits made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. And everything's possible. So welcome prayer. to the Mystic Heart. I dare you to be still. Everybody get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Everybody get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Let us be reminded of who we've come to be. We are love, we are one. One big family. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. a joyful sound here we stand on holy ground let us make a joyful sound here we stand on holy ground let us make a joyful sound everybody get up on your feet see the light in everybody you meet everybody get up on your feet We are love, we are one, one big family. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 yeah. Let us make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Hey, 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 everybody, get up on your feet. Everybody you meet, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 yeah, yeah. And I invite you, if you want to stay standing, if that helps you get your body engaged in our practice of envisioning a love-soaked world that we do every week, and I invite you to take home with you all week long. Feeling the presence of life moving through your body. Fully engaging and embodying that presence with an awareness that brings this vision into reality. This vision of a love-soaked world where all humans embody and live from kindness, from compassion, from peace and joy and abundance and generosity. All beings live from a sense of justice and with a sense of freedom. These being the living principles that we allow to guide our lives and our experience, our every thought, our every word, our every action. Where all humans honor and care for one another, for the earth that sustains us, and for every life form 
that shares this beautiful planet with us. We are creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings are well fed and have the safety and comfort of home, where mental and physical health, education, healthy relationships, these are all ensured by social systems grounded in wellness and wholeness. Where all beings serve the greater community doing whatever feeds their souls and are well supported for their time and talent. And by their service in the world each one finds a sense of belonging. A world in which all beings are valued and respected for their uniqueness. Where authenticity and integrity are the norm. Where the peace and kindness we cultivate within shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. With our growing awareness and by the power of our collective intention, we are writing a new story. It's a story where there is no greed, where abundance means having enough to live and to thrive. We do not lower our vision no matter the appearances in the world. Knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but it is inevitable. It is inevitable. We align our actions to support our vision. And a new world is right here and now being born. We open our hearts and our minds and our doors and our arms in radical welcome, erasing all lines of apparent separation. In keeping with our vision, we create an open and loving community to which all are welcome, all are invited and in which all have an equal voice. Trusting in the power of prayer, we accept its graceful unfolding, calling it done. And in sweet gratitude, we release it now to the living and loving and lawful presence. And so it is. Aho. So I'm going to be picking amongst the five endings to prayer from here on, instead of doing the whole string except if I feel like doing the whole string. <laughs> so in the Teze, I talked a little bit. I addressed the meanings of each of these terms and tried to bring some understanding because I've had some people come to me and say, what is it we're doing? What is this language and what does it mean? Why, why are we doing this? And so we talked a little bit about that. And so rather than doing honoring every tradition, every prayer, I might move around a little bit or I might honor them all depending on what what comes. Let's see, where are we headed this morning? Take a moment. I saw you were very liberal in your interactions as we were coming in this morning, but some more have come in, so if you want to take a peek and see who's here celebrating with you this morning, saying good morning. If you were with us at Teze, um, you know that we've been considering the difference between doing and being, and how they're not so much opposites as two halves 
to the one spiritual process we call living our lives. Uh, let's see. So when I say doing, what comes to mind? When I say doing, being. What is doing? Action. Serving. Action. Busy Serving. Serving. Busyness. The list. The list. <laughs> okay. Got to. Duty. Okay. Huh? Privilege. Yeah. So what about being? Being present. Being present. Peaceful. Peaceful. Receiving. Conscious. Conscious. Mindful. Mindful. Okay. So where does accomplishment fit, being or doing? Oh, all right. Uh huh. Yes. I give. Oh. Huh? Okay. So in that sense, yes. Let's say that it means that. Okay. Would it incorporate either of those two? Both of them. Okay. Right. All right. Good. Uh huh. Yeah. The child, the creative process at work. You guys are sharp. Yay. Do you think one is more important than the other? No. You have to have both because you're here. <laughs> okay, you have to have both because you're here. It reminds me of the, uh, the yin and yang symbol in the Tao. Mm -hmm. you know, where the doing might be the yang and the being might be the yin, but they always go together. Right. You're not going to do anything if, you're, if you don't exist. Right. <laughs> right, okay. So, okay, so here's a question. Since we're all very enlightened here and we're aware that both are necessary and they go together, do we live our lives in all of our doing with a full sense of pure beingness? Ideally. <laughs> I didn't say ideally. I said, do we live our lives? <laughs> Perfect. Yes. We're not perfect. We are perfectly imperfect, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we, we forget to be present, and we get lost in the doing sometimes. David? So it's kind of like the doing is chasing the being. The doing is chasing the being. <laughs> there we go. So, you know, I try more and more. I move more and more into having that beingness there, but I can't say that it's always there. I mean, my awareness of, you know, being fully present of this and only this moment in what I'm doing all the time, I come and go, come and go, come and go. So, were we taught that, were you, as an individual, taught about being and how important it is? Okay. More no? taught about doing. Okay, yeah. taught about doing. 
tall as human beings, but. Right. So school systems, families. I didn't have that experience of being taught about the importance of being. Churches mm -hmm. neglected that as well. Churches neglected that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why is it so easy to get caught up in doing? That's where society places your value. What have you accomplished? What have you done for me lately? Okay. Society places a lot of value on your doing, your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. It is the evaluation of our own worthiness. Oh. Mm. We struggle with our own, I struggle with my own worthiness. Right. It's not there unless I get the list done. Right. And sometimes the list is, um, doesn't allow the time for me. It's right. Just get her done. Get her done. <laughs> yeah. David, thank you. But once you get it done, then you have a new list, That's right. So the minute the one list is done, or even before it's done, does anybody cross off and add yep. on the same list till yeah. so you run out of space? Well, it's a forgetful thing. Oh, there's this yeah. thing. Add to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse than that. We, we do something that's not on our list, and then we add it to our list. So we right. check it I do that. I do that. It's like I did accomplish something. It's right here on paper. <laughs> Is that? Right. Yeah. Building like this. I put a little box next to it. Here's the yeah. check mark. Yeah. <laughs> maybe our tendency to do that, like add it to the list so we can scratch it off, comes from those report cards we got as kids. <laughs> got your report, April. Yes, too. It depends on how you were taught and the filters you still hold on to about what success looks right. like. Yes. What what it is that we base this outside worth and, and what we've achieved and what we've accomplished and, mm -hmm. and, and how that is seen by our by us as success and then how we want the world to perceive us as successful. And you know it, it depends. If at the end of the day I did a bunch of mindless tasks and I wasn't present in those tasks, mm -hmm. am I being successful in what I want to look at myself at the end of the day as or have the world perceive me as? Mm -hmm. Or is that just me doing the thing so that I look this way on the outside and where where you, where that sits in as far as importance to you? Right. Like, yeah. Uh, I can go out there and change a tire and not care. You know, whatever. Plant a seed and not Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the same inside. Right. right. Nice observations. Acting out of ego instead of presence. Acting out of ego instead of presence. Come on. Um, I just think that the DNA of America was pioneers. Right. Conquering. Yes. You have to do it. You have to get somewhere, do something. And other countries are a little more relaxed. Some right. European, islanders, they may not be you know, but they can enjoy themselves. Right. And we can't, yeah. unless the list is done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and important to remember that when you say Americans coming, conquering, and all of that, that there were also people here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when we got here. They were being. And they were yeah. being. Yeah, they were being. Right. Yeah. True. yeah. So it's the, the European infiltration that brought that. Um, and, and I don't want to demean that either because right. it was their survival, right. right? They, A lot of them came from other places where 
um, well, for a lot of different reasons. But they came with a need to survive when they got here. And so, you know, we don't even want to go into that conversation, but, but there are both of those. Huh? We don't want to fall in that rabbit hole. We don't want to fall in that rabbit hole right now. Yeah. Yeah. Heidi. I know we don't want to fall in that rabbit hole, but there are two things. Thank you, April, for your description. Because it makes me think about the What's connecting to that is also some of the doing is the list that our DNA gave us. I'm still doing the list of my mother. Mm -hmm. right. I am still doing the list of my grandmother. Mm -hmm. and, um, and if I could look at that in a different way, which I try to and sometimes I'm successful and sometimes I'm not. Mm -hmm. So here's an example. Every September, Barry said, and that's my mother, Heidi, you must do well in school, whatever that meant. She didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> um, you must do well in school so that you can go to college. And you need to go to college so that you're not dependent on a man. Sorry, mm. gentlemen. Um, uh -huh. And um, I know, <laughs> but we're talking about we're talking about a generational trauma that she yeah. was she was a 17 year old mother that watched her person her father um, go away from this planet in front of her eyes when she was nine years old. So she had lots of trauma to work through, and it was her gift to me mm -hmm. <laughs> to kind of figure out that. And that to-do list uh -huh. was part of her working through that trauma. Right. And if you had a strand, a Native American, um, it doesn't matter what, and I say just a strand, you don't necessarily have to have 25%, an eighth. If it's there, if it's an allele on your DNA, then you've had some generational trauma. Right. Along with the, we're also with this other group in Manifest Destiny. Right. Let's, get, let's do it. The right. to-do list is let's get across it's all there. this great resource right. that we have and, and yeah. do it. And you probably have both of those dots on your DNA. Right. Thank you for making that point. And that I think that's true for most people. And so it becomes then you know, the story of which wolf do you want to feed? Which, which part of your being in any given moment do you want to nurture? Um, we are driven somewhat by, by generational traumas, by DNA, by these things. And we're given the capacity to change those things as well. So neuroscience now shows that we have the capacity to rewire even some of those generational things within ourselves moving forward. So, and all of that, you know, becomes maybe our work once we're aware enough to know we can do some of those things. Great conversation. Great conversation. So, let me see here. Are there any negative associations that you have around being? Who am I being for? Who am I being for? Mm. Laziness. Yeah. Laziness. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, in our society, man, someone's just sitting, man. They're not doing anything. <laughs> right? I think we attribute being to places that probably shouldn't be, like I'm, I am sad or I am okay. tired or I am, you know, it's really important. That's, that's not a state of being. That's, a, that's an experience we're having. Right. But that's not who we are. Okay. So when we use that being to be as I am, and then we attach something to that, it's very powerful. And sometimes we attach positive things to that, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we attach negativity to that. And it's a way of kind of claiming and knowing and driving in more deeply those things. almost seems like being becomes like this this destination to arrive at and so then it becomes a doing it's a doing get, right you know, to get to this being and like we're on this journey of discovery like how being is actually manifesting in this present moment right and and so it is a, a partnership with doing and with being yes but like what's happened is that even when you ask the question for me like was I taught being my initial response was like, no, because it doesn't line up with what we define being as right now. Right. I do see that I was taught being, but I was taught a separation between being and doing rather than a partnership. Right. You know? Yes. So it's like, this is a beautiful, you know, divine romance, mm -hmm. you know, that we exist in that produces, you know, that one and one three, you know, one and one create a three. Right. You know, a beautiful um, product, you know, that brings us into presence. Like, it's just clarifying those things. You mm -hmm. know, I think that's what comes together when we talk about it. Yeah. Nice. It's good. Good to hear. So you just answered the next question up was, what do you think is the ideal relationship between doing and being? They're meshed, right? They're they're both part of the same dance of life. But we can't do that if we haven't separated in our in our mind. Right. Yeah. So what do we do to work through that sense of separation that, that when I'm busy doing, somehow I'm not being, or when I'm sitting in meditation in the morning, I'm not doing? I mean, how do we move through that and, and learn to marry those things? It has to. I think it has to do with the mindfulness that we approach the actual task and the activity that we might okay. be doing, so that we can have the experience of, say, washing dishes as a doing thing on your list. Mm -hmm. It could be you're in the experience, you're feeling the water, the warmth, and watching the the cleansing action and the dripping and the drying. It's being engaged. Okay. So being engaged or being mindful. I'm going to come back here and then here and then here. <laughs> well, I just think it was like changing story. You know, you just got to, like, mm. we're addressing that. You know, like you got all these stories. Right. As you come into this world, you're carrying a story from your mom, your dad, your government, your church, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now you're coming to this place of letting go. So it's the exhale first. Right. Back in and like, can we breathe in something new together for a Right. Beautiful. Thank you. Cheryl. Um, 
when I'm in pain with a sciatic, I could sit there and complain about it. Mm -hmm. Instead, I'm grateful that it is healing, and I keep myself mindful in that aspect. Mm -hmm. That's helped me along the way of the healing. Yeah. Being mindful of and God taking care of me. Yeah. Focusing on healing will mm -hmm. bring a lot better result than a complaint, yeah. like you said. Thank mm -hmm. you. April. I think a lot of times we we are doing something kind of automatically, you know, mm -hmm. experience and, and in order for us to then switch that to a more mindful present experience, it takes the practice of knowing yourself, slowing down, saying, mm -hmm. okay, like, I was going to say something similar to what she said about, there, there's all the elements in that, there's, there's water in that, there's you know, being of service to your family, washing the dishes out of love, doing these tasks, you know, but you have to consciously make a choice to have that be present in your mind and have that change the story of your experience. Practice. That word keeps coming up mm -hmm. over and over. And over. You can't accomplish the doing if you don't practice the doing. True. We could go all these fishing stories. We could. <laughs> okay, I, I saw it. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to make the rounds and let people come to completion with what they're saying first. But thank you, and I did see Dave. Well, to me, that was the whole point of studying chopping wood and carrying water mm -hmm. was to do the action and be present while you're doing that. Right. Yes. That's, oh, is that a hand? Or a, okay. Yeah, I, I think this, this idea of separating being from doing is just another manifestation of we tend to separate spirit from matter. Okay. And our day-to-day -day life from our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it really can't be done. It's really, right. That's really an artificial separation. It is. You have one life, and it includes the material and and the spiritual, the mental, the emotional. All of it's one thing. Oh, that made me think of something. Action follows thought. And what what was the inspiration for that thought, which ultimately led to that action and then the eventual outcome? So it's mm -hmm. what inspires from where are we inspired? Are we inspired out of love or are we inspired out of fear, grievance or forgiveness, all of that gamut because mm. it's all one. Which end of the spectrum do you want right. to be on, which is the same as which wolf do you want to feed? Right. Yeah. So, so what's inspiring you? What's motivating you? What are your true motivations for something? That's an important question with everything you're doing. What is your motivation? What's your inspiration? So I'm going to throw another monkey wrench into this being-doing conversation. Where does having fit into the scheme of things? At the end. At the end? Okay. Speak to that. Well, as I said, if you have the motivation, or the, the, the inspiration for the thought that led to the action, and as mm -hmm. you pursue that action from that, you end up with an outcome. Okay. So it's that having comes from that whole process. All right. 
Any other thoughts? I think a lot of that having thing gets gets uh, all messed up because uh, people see somebody who has a lot in life, a lot of material stuff, mm -hmm. as successful. Oh, right. they are, you know, they are a successful person. Well, just because they got a, b a bunch of stuff means nothing. Right. It's who they are. It's their being that's really important, and that's not obvious by whatever you have. <laughs> right. Check out their credit card. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And be grateful it's not yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, April. Well, how are we looking at having? Okay. Right? So every time you say a word, I. I put as many words on the back of it as I can. I know, and that's why I say it's mm -hmm. so go for being, it. being what? I could say I'm being a jerk. Uh -huh. There's some self-awareness in that. I can make a choice not to change it. I can mm -hmm. say I'm being happy. I can hold on to that and feed it. Mm -hmm. um, if we're saying having, I'm putting all these things on the back of it. Uh -huh. What do I say? I'm, I now have peace over mm -hmm. something. Right. Something that I obtain as mine. Mm -hmm. Something like achievement, but it's more of a like it. Mm -hmm. belongs to me. It's one of those it my words. So if I have peace, that means that I've gone through this whole back process, this all this work, all this ch choice that mm -hmm. I've put into that to come to a place right and say, I now have peace with this situation. Right. With this person. And that and that belongs to you and that's yours now. And mm -hmm. I've taken when you say I have healed that area. I have peace now. Mm -hmm. That's something that I can be eternally proud of that I went through some sort of journey right. to have that thing. Beautiful. But how easy is Thank it to you. hang on to that? It's up to you, my friend. It's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stays static. That's all I know. When you think you have these changes tomorrow, you know, uh, oh, wow, this person now is jumping on me. Hmm? No, it's all about your internal experience. Yeah. Chris, your hand again. Yeah, I'm doing a prayer consultation with people. Um, a lot of a lot of times people will say they want something, but they don't want what goes with that. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I want to have a relationship. I want to have a, a spouse. Say, well, are you willing to compromise? Are you willing to be wrong half the time? You know. Well, no, I don't want that. I just, you know, I just are you willing to empty one of your closets? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, people want, think they want something, but they don't want, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes with whatever right. that is. Yeah, right. Responsibilities. True. Compromises and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I remember kind of soaking up the ideas being taught by society and my family that we have to have something in order to do something. Like, I have to have money in order to travel to do the thing of traveling, which will take me to the being state of being, say, fulfilled. I have to have an education, like, you know, going to college, in order to do the thing of having a successful career or earning a good living for a family in order that I can be successful, happy, whatever. So I feel like I learned the opposite of what we're talking about. It's like we're talking about and I think the mystics of every tradition have, have agreed with this from my reading so far, what I've read, is that it is your being state. It is what inspires you, what motivates you, and how your being 
that determines what you end up having. It's your being state that sets the path for what you do in order to eventually have peace or have healing or have a Mercedes or whatever you want to have. So I think we're taught backwards or our society paints a picture that's backwards of what actually is what works, which is why we struggle with it so much as adults. We think we have to have first. Then we're going to do these things and then we're going to be happy. Someday we're going to be happy. So it's external, right. not internal. Right. It's more of an external material experience so that eventually we can internally feel good about ourselves or whatever. April, I see something brewing. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nothing like, you know, there's the, the, the indigenous belief that nothing is done. Everything is in transition. Mm -hmm. The chair is not a chair. It's, it's in trans transition between the tree to the, to the firewood, right. to the back to the elements. Nothing is, nothing is done. So if you, if you hold that, then there is no final result, right? Right. I can't say, I can be of no good. I can't listen to you and hear your heart and offer you any sort of anything because I'm not 100% completely healed. I can't be of any use right. to the world. Right. I can't do this because I haven't accomplished it. That holds you in a stuck place. It and does. If we're all just moving through the journey, and, and the final destination for all of us is somewhere not here in this avatar. Right. And then there is no end result ever. It's always changing. So yeah. what is the right moment is the moment that you are in. I can't say, oh, you fell down. I'm sorry, but my arm hurts. I can't help you up right now until my arm's better, dude. You be okay right there. Right. <laughs> or whatever. That's that idea that we have to, like, get to this place to be useful. Right. You're useful at every point of your journey. Yes. In every moment. It's just a choice. Rise to that moment or let it pass. Yeah, to get to that place to be fulfilled in order to go out and, you know, it's, that, you, that doesn't exist. Right. The Buddhists label that with impermanence. Same yeah. idea. It's just in transition from here to, to, to forever. Nothing is static ever. Nothing the lasts. The children says there, there's only the journey. There is never a destination. Only the journey. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. I'm skimming here. So I just made note that the deeper truth is that we first have to be, then we can do, then we can have whatever. Um, Ernest Holmes, no, it wasn't Ernest Holmes, it was uh, Christian Larson taught that we don't get what we want in life, we get who we are, what we are in the world. So it's what we are being is what we end up doing and having. And that, that's a spiritual principle. There's nothing we can do about that. That's how it works. We and must be really hot. Huh? Oh, we, we must, must be really, really hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Was anybody the idea of spiritual principles, whatever your religious upbringing or your family or your culture were. Did anybody ever speak of principles? I mean, I was just told that there's this, you know, 
entity outside of myself that's going to grant me or not right. grant me. And, you know, I have little to no responsibility for yeah. what I'm going to receive or not receive. And, you know, I think that's where the disservice of our right. religious and family and culture has yeah. failed us. And that's the awakening we're experiencing right. now. Oh, I remember it's hell and damnation. Ellen Damnation, yeah. Oh, Ooh. I remember the child. Yeah. Brenda, <laughs> did you? Oh, uh, we were taught like the principle of stewardship that we oh. should serve others and uh, make the mm -hmm. most of what God has given us. Yeah. I, also, I know that Richard Rohr talks about how the first part of our life is us discovering who we are. So right. maybe even if someone had modeled that to us or showed us that. That's true. We might not have, or we might have, just saying devil's advocate. We might not have understood it, or we might just have um, soaked that up as what we knew to be true by watching the modeling. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I have here that it, I'm not. I'm not using this to lay guilt trips, okay? Because sometimes people go, gosh, you poke kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> um, but talking about these things is meant to encourage us to be mindful and to know that we have agency and that we can change ourselves when we choose to. Um, so I was reading something and it poked at me, so I'm gonna pass it on and poke. So I'm either getting the results I want or I'm not. Okay, so we have whatever I'm doing in my life, and you can put anything in that box. Either I'm getting the results I want from that or I'm not. And I can have every, this is a quote, okay. I can have every excuse under the sun for why I may not be getting those results. But ultimately in order to change the reflection I have to take ownership of the picture of me that it's revealing. Even if I never say it to anyone else, I have to be honest enough with myself to say something I'm doing is not working because I'm not getting the results I want. And as Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. So when I find myself experiencing the same results over and over again, it's time for me to do something different. I mean, it seems basic, but so often we do bang our heads over and over and over again without the willingness to change what we're doing. We're always told, try harder. Just try try harder. harder. Yeah. Yeah. If at first you don't succeed, right. try and try again. Eventually you're going <laughs> to knock a hole in that brick wall that you're banging your head on, right. you know, or not. Maybe you could just walk around the wall. You might just walk around the wall. Look for a doorway, a window. Yeah. So let's, final thoughts on all of this doing, being, having, all this stuff we've talked about. Anything moving in you that you want to speak, share, ask? So it's be, do, be, do, be, do, not do, be, do, be, do. Yeah. Or it's breathe in and breathe out. Yes. Or is it breathe out and breathe in? <laughs> you gotta release the old before you can take in the new. True enough. Otherwise, you're too full. 
of what you already think you know. But if you exhale too long, you'll pass out. That's true. <laughs> you can't only exhale. <laughs> yes, Eric. Well, you, you asked if anybody taught you these things, and it's like, I realize that my biggest problem is that I've lived in fear of what other people think and what I've been taught. Mm -hmm. And what I'm coming to is that I've always been taught and I've always known and I've always had. I mean, even scripture teaches that you know, when you come to God and you ask, I mean, come asking knowing that he's already given you. Right. He knows what you want before you even ask, right? But like society says that we're working towards something. You know, right. parents say you've got to work hard. Government says, you know, or society, you know, everything says these things. And so like coming to this place and where I'm at right now and letting go of my to-do list, mm -hmm. you know, and my, you know, and really redefining what my needs list and realizing how much freedom I have to actually rewrite this story that I'm living in, you know, it's like, oh, all it's taken is like letting go of everybody else's expectations right. upon me and just coming back to the divine and saying, okay, what is it that I actually have? I mean, not something that I'm going to, like you said, it's not a destination. It is just this process, and I get to join into this beautiful dance of the process and, and moving past the fear. So. Yeah. I'm going to bounce off Thank that you. word dance. Uh huh. Um, it seems like a dance between attention and surrender. Mm. So we pay attention to things as simple as the feeling of. But we surrender when things don't go the way that we assume that they should go. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like this constant dance between the two. Mm. Thank you. Beautiful. Surrender. That's a word that can be difficult for some folks because of the other connotations that we've put on it. Giving up. It's like that country song. Life's a dance, you learn as you go. Sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow. <laughs> don't worry about what, what you don't know. Don't worry about what you don't know. <laughs> Life's a dance, you learn as you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dance as if no Thanks. one's watching, right? Dance as if nobody's watching. Surrender when I was mm -hmm. in uh, school for drug and alcohol counseling and stuff. Uh, our teacher said we, we put this negative emotion around the word surrender. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're giving up, we're being taken over, you know. And instead, if we looked at like in its purest form, it means I will no longer fight. Mm -hmm. And if you just sit in, I will no longer fight. Mm -hmm. and now I'm going to go with the flow of this river. I'm going to stop swimming upstream. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stop fighting this and, and flow with it. Right. How that can change your perception of yeah. the word surrender. Just, I'm going to cease the resistance. Mm -hmm. Just stop resisting. How about adding the word yield or using the word yield? Mm -hmm. instead of yield to this incoming force, get out of its way, or right. deal with it, or whatever. The Tai Chi teacher. <laughs> well, you know, you yes. can really wear a, a, an opponent down by just letting them keep 
Right. <laughs> getting out of their way. Right. You know, and there's yeah. something to that. There is. <laughs> Yeah, people will wear themselves out. They will. <laughs> it's like the head on the wall. Right. Yeah. Did you have something oh, to add? We were laughing because I was doing that to the kids last night. Uh -huh. They had their swords, right? And they're talking and they're talking. And I said, I can beat you guys without fighting you. And I just kept kind of like spinning and hip hip moving between them as they were, and they couldn't hit me. And they were, <laughs> they were getting so upset that they couldn't hit me. Uh, and I was just dancing with the music around them and, and laughing and having a great time. And he got so upset that he gave up. And, and then threw his sword and off he went and uh, you're beating me, but I didn't do anything to them. That was, was the funniest thing that they both just, I don't want to fight anymore. You're not letting us hit you. We're, we're upset and we're leaving. There you go. You love lesson taught. <laughs> Successful. Successful. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap up right here and right now. In the loving presence of spirit, we're going to drop down for just a moment. Breathing into the presence. Feeling the sense of communion with life. With love with spirit, dropping down into the depths of our being, knowing that we are one, one with God, one with one another, one with all that is. I trust and know that I'm held and loved by this great presence and power, even as I am an intentional expression of it. I'm secure in this love. My deep faith anchors me. I need nothing else. I align myself with Spirit's intelligence, wisdom, and grace. And in this communion, I feel and experience and know my wholeness. I live my life from this state of being, allowing it to give rise to all that I do. By every act, I am prospered. I have all that I need in every moment. There is never anything missing. As I accept and know these words as truth, my heart is at ease. I am at peace. Thank you, Great Spirit, Father God, universal presence for all that I have, for all that I am. I appreciate and give thanks for all of it, without exception. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Satu. Ashe.
Aho. Felt like it. <laughs> there you go. So every Sunday we invite you to join in our celebration in many ways, and one of those ways of celebrating is offering your financial support to our community so that we can continue our work in our community here and in the world. And so I invite you uh, to read and affirm with us this, this prayer or affirmation for our time and process of giving as it appears on the screen. <laughs> As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely and in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance, and so it is. Amen. So please enjoy Keb Mo and Daryl Hall, Inside Outside. Yeah, that's cool. Let's add the bass. About what they ain't got Could have, should have, and have not Even the pocket money people Living on the hill They got an empty feeling That they can't feel How could the answer be any clearer? The only place to look is in the mirror Cause what's on the inside Is on the outside What's on the outside Be on the inside but you can't hide Whatever's on the inside Is on the outside Wait a minute
us on the outside, be on the inside, where you can put, yeah, but you can't hide, whatever's on the inside, be on the outside, what's on the inside, is on the outside, what's on the outside, be on the inside, what's on the blood, but you can't receives these gifts of love, these resources from the one, so that we are, and it is, in service to each one of us within our community. With kindness, generosity, and love, we respect and appreciate the time that people give, the talents they exhibit and utilize for our service and beyond. So we accept and will be good stewards of your gifts. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Amen. Amen. Let's see. Let's close up so we can go have some I, lunch. I just have to do this one thing. Okay. Dooby dooby doo. Da 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 dee da 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 da. Okay. All right. Let's I'm over it. I'm over it. Let's do it again so April can play.
Stay cool, drink plenty of water. And join us for lunch next door.